Hey there, and welcome to episode 9 of Cast Reflects. I am your host, Josh, and I am joined, as always, by Connell Luke the Truth Jennings. Hello. How are you doing, mate? Okay? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You? Yeah, I'm alright. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. What have you been up to? Well, big weekend this weekend. Sunny in Brighton. It was lovely. Um, nice. Went and watched Whitehawk in their playoff game on Friday to get get a promotion they they won pitch invasion at the end Whitehawk so what so what I'm assuming a football team yeah I think they got promoted into one of the Ishmian leagues so not right, like okay. pro level football is that semi-pro then Ishmian what is Ishmian I don't know let's I've never it. I've never actually because I see like you know Ishmian leagues pop up when in the tables and stuff but I never actually think to look at it because it's obviously just like local like really, really local team. So I've never really, never really know what they are. Ishmael League is a regional football league covering Greater London, East and South East England, featuring mostly semi-professional clubs. Mostly semi-professional. Right. Okay. Oh, cool. So they, that was, that was the big, what was that Friday then? That was Friday. Yeah, it was good fun. They got promoted and there was a pitch invasion. And there was a guy there with a World War Two air siren. <laughs> You sent me the video. <laughs> so why was it? Why did he bring an air like what an air raid siren? Yeah, like for but for when the blitz was happening. Yeah, what was he and doing it, on that? Every time that there was a corner in the opponent's half or a free kick or anything, <laughs> he would just set it off, and he'd just be <laughs> winding it up again. Oh, it's like a proper, like a proper mechanical one. Then that you just yeah, yeah, it. yeah. But it's like what. That's against the rules, surely. Yeah, especially like <laughs> non-league football as well. Like, and the, just... all of the girls we have got their bags searched on the way in. Right. So they just let him walk in with that. It was like the size of an arm. <laughs> he's he not like he could that? hide it. How is he getting away with that? Obviously, he was getting away with it because he was doing it for the old game as well. So <laughs> they didn't was, even go. They, they didn't even go. That's mental. Get that off him. <laughs> Yeah. They were like, yeah, just crack on. Was yeah, it at home? That's, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were at home, yeah. I'd, I'd be fuming if I was if I was the away team there. I'd be like, why? Yeah. Why are you letting this mental game? It was Hythe. Yeah, oh, that what? was the away yeah. team. Hythe. Yeah. The old Hythe Ferry. Too late, you've missed it. <laughs> Hythe Ferry, Hythe Ferry, hurry up. That's mental, that story. I have to tell that one day. Yeah, have you, episode uh... story. <laughs> that is. Have you, uh... well, what have you been playing? I've been playing quite a new game recently. Um, came out on the 7th of April, 2023. So it's only... We're talking a matter of weeks old still at this point. <laughs> still um, relevant, mate. Still relevant. Yeah. It's by Turquoise Revival Games. It's called Oxygen. And it's a um, post-apocalyptic survival city builder. Right. Okay. So you start the game and you have like, I don't know, 20 people, 20 little civilians. Yeah. Um, and you've got to build them housing and then you've got an oxygen center and that generates you oxygen. You've got to run that at the start. You've got to run it with coal. So you need yeah. to mine for coal and stuff. And then obviously you need food to keep everyone alive. So you set up like fishing huts and it's like a balance of keeping everyone alive and progressing to the next stage. And then eventually you get like a research center and you can unlock, um, you know, like, um, wind turbines or like um like solar panels to create energy in different ways to get the oxygen right okay okay so then you can start to grow quicker 
and you can plant trees and they create these cool little biome dome things around them that are like just self-sustaining oxygen tents essentially oh nice nice so it's just all about balancing the body oxygen as the game title suggests then yeah exactly yeah 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 it's um and it's quite fun it's one of those games that's quite hard to put down yeah i think like you you said before with most city builders like there's no stopping point and every so often there will be like a drought or all the water will freeze over or there'll be like winds that come that are toxic so people can't leave their tents so then you have to like hoard your food and stuff for those points so you can get through them so that like hinders your your progress does it yeah right okay okay that's quite a cool way of just like not making it too easy where you just get to the point where you just kind of storm through and then yeah Yeah, and it catches you out sometimes like if you get a big drought coming and you haven't got enough food it's like starts to get a bit sweaty towards the end of the drought where people are going to start dying off Oh, nice, nice. So it's kind of like you're it's on the edge. It's not as straightforward as just like building a, a city. It's like a sim yeah. survival thing as well. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That sounds cool, man. So where did you get that then? It was um, on sale from release. It was like a release sale on Steam. Yeah. And I just saw it in there on the specials and it just looked like a game that I'd quite enjoy. And yeah. got it. it was like a tenner, I think, when I got it. Oh, wicked. That sounds well good, man. Yeah, I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? How uh, city sim builders are, yeah. When you're in the right, when you're in the right frame of mind for them, they're really, like, they're really hard to not play. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's even when you've got other games to play as well, they're just, it's one of those things that I, I just can't stop thinking about. can't stop thinking about my little town that I need to look after, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. We've got a cannon station to to man, you know? to can all of those fish so you can get more portions out of it and it can last longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I've been playing, I know it's not exactly new, but it came to PlayStation Plus last month. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, mate, I've been wanting there? to try that. It's just gone on Game Pass as well. But um, I've been playing it on PlayStation and um, yeah, it's, re- it's it's really good, man. It's really good. It's it's absolutely mental. Like the story's mental, but the actual gameplay uh, is is really really good. It's um, it's like super like really supernatural set in in Tokyo, obviously, and like the whole it's Shibuya. Nice. Oh, I've been. I was there. Been you there were recently. there. You were there recently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. I have to play that then. Oh yeah, yeah. It's literally yeah. It's in it's in Shibuya, and um, it's like open world first person kind of like your it's a bit stealthy and a bit rpg like with its mechanics you just have these abilities and you can like use like spirit energy to as your weapon to like shoot these like freaky like ghosts basically yeah um things. but yeah the story's mental um i'm no i've got no idea what's going on in it yet but <laughs> yeah it's it's really I've, I've only played it for about two or three hours but it's really good um the gameplay's really really solid in it the only thing is the um, analogs, like the, the aiming's a bit weird. I had to really muck about with the settings on the analog because loads of games do this now where they have so many different settings for your sensitivity yeah. and your analog sticks. Like you meant back, back in the day, it was just, you just turn the sensitivity up and down and that was it. Yeah. Now you've got like dead zones and like, 
like these little tiny minutiae of, of like changes you can make. Especially Do you think that's because, like, yeah, I was going to say competitive games. They're trying to. It's driving them to be more like specific with it to keep up with PC like esports and stuff. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it's 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 just whittling it down to even finer margins, isn't it? Of yeah, how you want your analog stick to feel. But yeah, I had to have a big muck about with that before I've got comfortable. And I think almost like the choice of that made it worse. Whereas if it just had sensitivity, yeah. I would have just played it and got used to it. But yeah, it's really good. Really having a good time with it. Um, sometimes you can have too much choice. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes less is more. Main topic then this week. There's this game coming out called Unrecord. Yes. And it's like a photorealistic body cam first person shooter made in Unreal 5. Um, Can I just say as well, a little gripe of mine is calling it photorealistic. Right, okay. Because it's... Because that's like a moving target as well. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like photos have have gotten better over time. And it's not trying to imitate a photo's quality. It's trying to imitate real life's quality. I don't know. I just yeah. I don't know why it annoys me. Is it just one of your little bugbears? Yeah, it should be called like hyper realistic or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's more of a like throwaway comment, isn't it? To, yeah. Not throwaway comment, but it's an I'm easy label to give something that's yeah, like you said, like is more hyper realistic. If we're being pedantic. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that there was a gameplay trailer. Or well, it wasn't a trailer, but it was more, you know, just like a like a vertical slice of gameplay that was released by one of the devs on Twitter. I should say actually, it's um, it's developed by a studio called Drama. Um, it's self-published as well, but one of the developers released a gameplay snippet yeah. the other day, um, and it picked up quite a bit of traction, like for its controversy, I think. Yeah. So a lot of people in the comments were saying it's too realistic in terms yeah. of because it is it is it is inst- like just to start it is insane looking. It does, yeah. It does look mad. There's it's only like jarringly realistic. Yeah, and because it is a body cam, it's got that. It's got even that 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 bigger feel of realism, hasn't it? Because it's not you. You know, the gun's still on the screen, obviously, but the way the the way the gun moves and you know his movements when he's running and things like that it does make you it does make it feel like like gopro footage essentially yeah yeah but yeah yeah it picked up it picked up quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of controversial traction on its twitter and i just wanted to chat maybe about how like is there going to get a point where video games are just too realistic where like visually where you just go, oh, I don't actually know if I'm comfortable playing this because of reason A, B, and C, for example. Mm-hmm. So this sort I, of game, yeah. Go on. Uh, no, I was going to say this. This sort of game, it's you play. You play as a police officer, and it's set. It's, it's supposed to be like a sort of crime noir like story, which uh, sounds really cool. Yeah. Like, because I, I really like those sorts of games anyway. But is the is it just crossing that line where it's like some people are going to be 
aren't going to find it comfortable. And is yeah. that going to alienate a specific audience by doing that? Because, or do you think it's just, do you think it's just like, wow, just get on with it? I don't know. Yeah. I think it is not, this isn't something new for video games. Although this very specific situation is something new for video games in that it's photorealistic, right? Um, but this is this this is the same argument that we've had in video games many a times. Yeah, you know, with games, video games being banned for being too violent or too graphic and things yeah. like that. It's it's the it's the same argument. It's just because it's so realistic now. Is it more graphic? Is the violence more real to you? And I think it, the the actual answer, right, is it's it's inevitable that it's going that way. Exactly. This is the this is the first one to cause this reaction. And actually, to be honest, it's probably exactly what they were going for. Yeah, well, just you going know. for that kind of shock. Like, well, they knew really... that they knew that this was gonna you know cause a stir. So it's it's a good way for them to generate hype and. Tin foil hat <laughs> wearing me. This could be even better an offshoot that Epic have just opened up a new branch and they've just done this to advertise Unreal Engine 5. Do you know what I mean? Like, this game will never come out. It's not even a game. They've just done it to advertise the engine. Yeah. But well, no, I... I don't actually think that. No, I know. <clears throat> that would be genius. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's the same argument, right? Video games have been banned throughout history in different regions and i think what we'll see is this will just face the same restrictions in each region that already existing video games do and to be honest if you look through history most of them get overturned a few years later because everyone's caught up with it caught up yeah. with the times and it's become normalized i mean we could look at some of the banned games in some of them are mad like some of them are jokes or in different countries as well isn't there there's loads that have do I have bans in specific countries for specific yeah. reasons in there? Yeah. Fallout 3 was banned in Germany. Right. It, it came out in 2009. It was banned in Germany for violent content until 2016. That is mental. It's crazy. And like, you know, a manhunt's probably the big obvious one that was yeah. you know, banned way back when for being too graphic, too violent and disgusting. Yeah, but like, like you said, video games have been violent for... Basically, like, since the late 80s, I'd say. Like, you know, to the point where I think it was, it started to gain traction with, like, parents and things like that. Yeah. Where they would start going, you can't play this, it's too violent. And and then you get the mentalists that say, oh, oh the reason we have so much gun crime in America is because of video games. It's yeah. Like, just it's, don't be, it's just don't be ridiculous. But yeah, like, more combat in, like, the early 90s. Yeah, it's you a know great what I mean? example. It's, it's like... Even more recently, some of the new ones got it when they came out. Yeah, they're like super graphic now. You do those special moves and you like rip people in half. But this, like, this is the thing because I think because it's because it's unrealistic. Someone, two people fighting, and someone like you know (laughs) ripping their freezing their skull from the inside out, and their eyes popping out and rolling along the floor into a little pit of lava in Unreal Engine 5. I don't think people are going to kick off about that because it's no. like, oh, it's Mortal Kombat, isn't it? It's just mental. But this, where it's 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 that 
fine line where it's like just close it's close enough to real life where people kick off about it yeah carmageddon's a good example that was banned in the uk and they yeah. then changed it so it wasn't humans that you run over and it was zombies and then it got released yeah and it's like the change is minimal yeah exactly exactly but then suddenly people are like oh it's fine now because it's zombies and it's like well you know like if you played grand theft auto you can literally <laughs> exactly. go and beat a f***ing prostitute up with a dildo like you can literally do that <laughs> it's f***ing mental yeah exactly <laughs> so i and i think things like unrecord right uh, and these games that are going to come out that are more hyper realistic are going to face those things especially the early adopters they're yeah. the ones that they would take the bullet for the other games that follow and then a few years down the line you know oh it'll be released and it'll be oh yeah that was that game that got banned ages ago but it's just fine now because there's like 50 games that have come out like it since I, th- I think also as well you'll get these accessibility options that games do where they just say this game's really realistic it's quite violent yeah. if you want to make the blood green or whatever or yeah. if you want to turn the humans into zombies you can weirdly though like it's like when we played ground when we were playing ground i was just thinking and, we, and you can make the spiders like i don't know what you can t- i can't remember what you can turn them yeah, into yeah i can't remember it's something stupid isn't it yeah but and that game f- Hit me right up, but that's a good accessibility option. I think you might even get to a point where you have uh, like an accessibility option on a game where it just makes it less realistic. Do you know what I mean? Where where you have a where you have a like you have a performance mode, a high quality mode, and then you just have like a like a not so realistic mode where it's not as intense in in its visuals. It's that's exactly what uh, Grounded just does. So I've just looked it up. Yeah. It's really interesting. It says a lot about arachnophobia and what actually is scary about spiders as well. Because there's five levels of arachnophobia mode. Oh, really? Like level one is just the spider. Level two, no legs. Right. Level three, no legs, no teeth. <laughs> level <laughs> the teeth. four, the teeth. Level I'm four. not. I am not noticing the teeth. <laughs> yeah. Level four is basically just two circles, but the same color as the spider. And level five is just two white circles. It looks like a marshmallow. <laughs> but that's I like that though. Do you know what I mean? I like that they've gone the extra mile there to put that accessibility on. Yeah, it's good. And, to, it's a nice and, to, and that is definitely more. I think uh, I do think Naughty Dog did pioneer a lot of that. Definitely in the in the um, Uncharted games as well, and The Last of Us. Yeah, making stuff accessible, um, especially for uh, like disabled gamers and stuff like that. But to Bring the bring it back around before we go on a, on an absolute tangent. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting, man, because I I agree with you. I think I I I don't think it would it will have a massive impact really. But does it risk alienating like a percentage of your potential audience by making it too realistic? Like I don't think so. I think if anything, it's more of a the more attention, the better situation. I think what they'll struggle with is getting it past like certification and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of like public opinion, I think the more people outrage it, there's more. The more outrage there is, the more attention there is on it. Like GTA, man. There's always yeah. people who rally against GTA when it comes out. Yeah, that's true. That's really. Um, true. But the thing I would say actually about Unrecord as well is, for me, looking at that, my actual concern is that game never actually being created more 
because that's obviously you know you see games get announced and there's just the, that's essentially a vertical slice of the game right it's mm. um there's so much to do to create a full game that looks like that yeah that's a really big undertaking and this isn't a super studio triple a big you know do you know what i mean like oh yeah yeah yeah, i think there's a big task at hand here and actually i would like obviously i'd love to see this come to fruition but at the moment i have my doubts there's it's it's a small amount of uh gameplay that we've seen and it's an enormous task is what is that's my biggest concern i think yeah i agree i agree it it, like i i would i would play it because i Mm, think i think i think despite its its visual fidelity and how realistic it looks. I think it looks like a pretty interesting take on a first person shooter anyway, like just mechanically and perspective. Also narratively, it sounds like something I'd quite enjoy anyway, but I agree. Like, is it, is it just too, is it too much? Will it be one of those games that comes out and it's like four hours long and it's just, it's half finished and it's rushed. Yeah. That's what I mean is have they, are they taking like too big a bite to handle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. I think um, one one side of it, I would love to see video games get really, really like basically as realistic as possible, so it feels like you're just playing a, a video. Mm. Is horror games? Personally, <laughs> yeah, Mate, no, that's like the last one I want. <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly why I'm playing it. I'm playing it to get scared, and. But not this isn't necessarily true, but making it more realistic is going to make it scarier yeah. by by just virtue of what you're seeing. Yeah, there's a game actually coming out um, called Paranormal Tales, which is yeah, it's it's exactly what it sounds like, but that's made in Unreal Engine Five as well, and it's like a first person, nice bit of a walking sim uh, where you're you know you just got your flashlight and you can run and hide and things like that. And that 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 weird that just looks right up my street, mate. Yeah. Like headphones on, playing that hyper realistic. There is already a segment in games that do that as well. Like the um, simulator games, Microsoft Flight Simulators looks crazy. I was gonna say actually this and like Forza and basically a lot, yeah. a lot of the yeah racing games actually yeah yeah yeah. Gran Turismo looks <laughs> mental. Like it looks yeah. so realistic. And you're right, like Microsoft Flight Simulator would be is one of those ways. Yeah. There's obviously not a lot of rendering that goes on outside of, you know, like the cockpit. Mm. Light on animation work as well, those sorts Yeah, of obviously, like, because you're not, you're not, well, no, they probably do anim- uh, render the whole plane, but it's, yeah, you, you can, you can understand why, like, how they partition their, like, resources and make it yeah. look so beautiful. What other games do you reckon would 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 benefit from being like ultra realistic? Well, this yeah, it's that's sort of what I was about to say as well. Is actually, I think animation's quite a good sticking point here because I think, like you has historically been said about like CGI and stuff, right? And there's that uncanny valley when you can someone's face just isn't quite right and you can't yeah. tell what it is, but it's not right. I think animation has that a little bit. And as we get into like hyper-realistic games that look incredible, it's the animation that always throws it for me a little bit. Yeah. So I think we're still some way off. And again, that's like a, another challenge for Unrecord. Like, 
it looks amazing and the animation in that in the trailer is incredible but some of the bodies when they fall and stuff yeah it does yeah, look yeah. slightly off and you can just tell so i think a lot of games would struggle to be hyper realistic especially active busy games yeah yeah i agree especially when you're limited to the resources that you have like for that console or you know whether it's a supercomputer at the time that's mm. going to get easier the later the consoles come out, you know, the, the the newer they are, the more powerful they are. But then it kind of ebbs and flows, doesn't it? Because you, a new console comes out and then it takes like the whole generation for you to extract every nugget of power out of it. Yeah. To the point where, like you said, you can start doing the animations as well as the visuals. But that used to be a thing with older games, like lip sync just used to be such a problem. <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah, like like, yeah. lip, like lip syncing you, like it was was one of those things yeah, where yeah. you like you play red dead or gta or something or whatever whatever game it was crisis and it was like look at the like look at the graphics man and it's like yeah but that guy is just going like duh talking it's like <laughs> his mouth's just not moving at all yeah i mean like from software games they're just like f***ing sack it off mate yeah get, get rid of the lip sync not, they literally in, just, not in Elden ring nah they yeah, but they literally just go like, up and down, up and down. It's I like, think in Demon Souls they're quite good, but that's not from stuff, is it? I suppose. Nah, it's, nah. Is it Blue Point? Blue yeah, Point. Yeah, they put they put a shift in. Lazy me as that. <laughs> they picked be bothered. up. They picked up the slack, mate. They picked up the slack. But yeah, like uh, lip sync was a big one, and then that got sorted out. So yeah, it'll happen. But yeah, just thought that was quite an interesting point to have a little chat about. Yeah, it's good. I like that. Right. Reflect Selects this week. Mm-hmm. Not a lot coming out. Tell them what it is. Not a lot coming out, but I'll explain. Because I'll tell you what, I wouldn't release my f***ing game this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> now, Reflect Selects yeah. this week is going to go to a um, little indie title coming out on the Nintendo Switch called uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. It's out on 12th of May. Developed by Nintendo. Uh, they've done Super Mario, Eleven? Metroid, Mario yeah. Kart, Kirby. Did a Kirby before. Mm. And apparently there's loads of Zeldas that they've done before. This is like the 15th one or something. Nah, in all seriousness, uh, there is actually not quite, <laughs> it's actually not a lot coming out this week. And if you've listened so far to the show, you'll know that I... Love Zelda. So I had to pick it. I had to pick it because it's the game. It's my most anticipated game. Out of all the games you've chosen so far, I think this one is most needs the push from you. Yeah. Uh, if it, <laughs> yeah. It's the one that needs your shout out. If this need, yeah, if if this, if any game needed more publicity, it's, uh, it's Zelda Tears the Kingdom. Now, obviously I'm, I'm really, really excited for this. Uh, it's out on a, on a Friday. Um, I am going to probably just play it for the rest of the year. I would, I would have thought. So that's yeah. probably all the podcast will be for the rest of the year. Yeah, just prepare for a lot of Zelda chat. Yeah, I think the yeah the week after will be will be very heavy with Zelda chat from from my side anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I'll abstain. But... I'll try and I'll be the shield that blocks all of these becoming just a Zelda podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, likewise with XCOM, mate. I'll uh, I'll have to. Uh... Yeah, exactly. I'll block your Zelda chat with XCOM chat. <laughs> <laughs> we just go around in a circle <laughs> with a little 
dashing of comedy here, isn't there? So yeah, um, not not really much to say on that. Obviously, anyone listening, if you're not aware of this game, then um, I would, I'd have a look into it because it's gonna be it's gonna be a ten out of ten. Let me tell you, it probably will be. Yeah, it'll be. I'm feeling I'm it. Literally, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling it. I think it's gonna be pretty good. But yeah, that's out on the twelfth of May. Uh, mm. Don't really need to say any more about that. I didn't even write any thoughts on it in my notes. I just literally put, I can just freestyle it this week. Yeah, it just looks really good. Yeah. Just looks exactly what you want after Breath of the Wild, really, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people were worried it was going to be, a lot of people were saying, oh, it just looks like DLC. And the last trailer just came out and just basically went, yeah. Shut up. Shut up, <laughs> mate. So do not fuck with the big boys, mate. <laughs> It looks, yeah, it looks brilliant. It just looks like a lot more of the same world, but loads of added extras, like a whole new map, essentially, on top of the map of Hyrule, and mm. loads of, like, mad new abilities. Yeah, the new abilities look the best. Yeah. They're really cool. It just looks like, it almost looks a bit sandboxy in a way. I just hope they add proper dungeons in, um, and then, I, and then I'll, be, I'll be really, really happy with it. I'll be really happy with it anyway, but that's just yeah. been being picky but yeah that is this week's reflex lex what have you got coming out on the channel this week well 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 it is the big finale for sniper elite 5 oh it's finally happened it's finally happened we've reached the end of our journey it's called uh taking out taking down kraken and taking out moller <laughs> right was this the was this a submarine one uh Yes, it's the final submarine one. They're like one where you actually take out the submarines, the submarine base, Kraken base. It's in the it's in the like town, isn't it, at the start? Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going you're sleuthing through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And oh well, sleuthing. Not exactly what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to sleuth. <laughs> Just absolutely fing it up. <laughs> um yeah, and then also it contains the final mission as well in that oh, video. That's a- um, double whammy, but obviously anyone who's completed that will know exactly why that is. Yeah, that is that was um, really fun to play all that through. I uh, had a, I had absolute blast playing that. Even though we were pretty well, we we did try, we did try and be good at it. It's quite hard to be. It's you know, quite hard to coordinate, isn't it? I'd say at times. There's nine episodes in the series, and I reckon we did well in four of them. That's pretty good. That's it's not you know, bad. That's just under half. That's just we started under. bad, we ended bad, but we had a good section in the middle. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was really, really good fun. I I wouldn't play it on my own, I don't think. No. I think I'd find it quite samey, like just playing it on my own. And the levels are very big, aren't they? Like the actual yeah. the actual maps are, are, are large, like very large. But playing it together... It's it fun was, co-op. Yeah, it was really fun. And I think adding that like sniper Jaeger mechanic in was well good because it yeah, just it added really that good. little bit of like tension. Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's almost like a boss getting dropped in at a random point in the level. Yeah, yeah. Depending on how good the player is. but because And you can be doing like, you can be doing really well. And then it's like sniper Jaeger's invaded then. It's like, oh, and it's it? just someone who's <laughs> been playing the game for... 150 hours and he's got like the best sniper rifle the best sniper the, the best the skin, camo <laughs> the skin yeah. that's like you get for slaying 500 people it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah 
And he's just like, yeah, I know exactly where you are, mate. I'm just going to, you're just coming to me and I'm just going to snipe you out when you're not yeah. expecting it. And it doesn't help that I just do things like Sniper Jaegers arrives and I try and take a shortcut and fall off a ledge and just turn half of my health bar into dust. <laughs> and then Sniper Jaeger just shoots you in the toe and it just takes the rest of your health off. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Oh, that's yeah. uh that yeah, that was really good fun that. Um what are we playing next? Oh, a little uh, sneak preview of what's to come. It, to be honest, video-wise, it's probably a while off because um, you'll know or you'll probably realise if you listen to the podcast enough, you'll soon see a, a, a few Ultimate Chicken Horse videos come out. And you know, we did the episode on the podcast for that a, a while ago. So it takes me a bit longer to edit and, and film. But I think we're going to do a way out, which, yeah. um, which will be good fun. Get another little co-op. Yeah. Yeah, a little co-op adventure. Yeah. That uh yeah, the little sneak preview to the podcast listeners of our next uh co-op series. Yeah. Well, yeah, a little something special. Channel. And that's on Loot the Truth on YouTube. Indeed. Nice one. Well, I think that'll do us this week. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, thanks, Colin, for joining again. Thank you. We'll uh see you all in episode ten, the big ten. The big ten. Double figures next week. What are we doing? Celebrating. Drunk episode. (laughs) Tenth anniversary. (laughs) See you all there. Yeah, have a good one.